Yo, what is going on, everybody? It is your boy Sun Rondu and your boy Ghost the Rebel. Welcome to the Fusion Struggle Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything whenever we want. Today, we got some stuff to talk about, bro. First things first. Yes, sir, we do. Before before I even get to you, how you doing? How you feeling? You know what? We are manifesting, creating, succeeding, achieving all the good things. And you know why? Why? Because I'm drinking water. How you feeling? Man, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Uh had a bit of a day at work, but you know, who 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 hasn't? You know what I'm saying? Um Saw a lot of angel numbers today. Crazy. Uh absolutely. Five 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 nine nine nine. Literally <laughs> was seeing it crazy all day. Uh, saw three 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 a few times. You know we 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 moving. We manifesting. We 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 we're going up. The only way is up, my guy. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You love to hear it. You are on the right path. Yes, sir. So we got a lot of things to cover today. But the first thing that I would love to talk about with you. The fact that this is even happening. Everyone's talking about it right now. Dreams have been accomplished. Prayers have been answered. You thought your girl was going to get mad at you for playing 2K? Nah, nah, nah. Because she really going to get mad at you now. Because Budokai Tenkaichi 4 is actually fucking happening. Bandai Namco did that shit. The last time wow. we had any sort of Tenkaichi game was in 2007, I believe. So, that's... Shit, how many... I don't, I'm gonna just guesstimate. What, 11 years? Something like... Well, hold on. What, you said 2007? 16 years. Yes, yeah, I, I, I did the... <laughs> I counted on my fingers. Yeah, 2007 and 2023. Well, they announced it in 2023. I think it's supposed to come out next year, I believe. Is it? I, I think so. I didn't actually watch the full trailer. I actually watched Afro reacting to it. And our reactions was almost the same, except I didn't I didn't jump out of my chair. Uh, <laughs> mine was more so like a holy shit. Like, are we really? Like, this is happening. This is happening. Um, it's happening. It's happening. Dude. For for people like us who are Dragon Ball fans, who've been watching the show religiously, who just, hell, even emulated some of the things. Because I know back in the day when I was a kid, I Kamehameha like a motherfucker. There were moments where even I My thought. My God. There are even moments where I thought that I could be a Super Saiyan. I just, I I just remember having Dragon Ball just be a part of my life. Like, if you got, I don't know if you guys could see it because you know we're live and whatnot. But I have statues. I got a Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta right here. I got a Super Saiyan Four Goku, a Majin Vegeta, another Goku doing the Kamehameha. I got a Goku Black statue right here. Um, like. I got <laughs> Dragon Ball Z shot glasses. Like, 
Dragon Ball has been a huge part of my life, and it still continues to be a part of my life, a part of my childhood. Like it's 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 crazy. You know, I remember the first Dragon Ball Z game that I actually played was Budokai, not Budokai Tenkaichi, but Budokai uh, for the GameCube. And I didn't play a Tenkaichi game until hell, I want to say maybe sometime in two thousand eight, and it just so actually happened to be the second one. And man, just mm. so many memories. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a lot to take in, not just as a fan, but like as a Dragon Ball fan, dog, we're we're eating. You know what I'm saying? I am I'm proud to call myself a Dragon Ball fan. Like it's 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 crazy. You know what I mean? Um how do you feel about this? What do you, what are you looking forward to? You talk about childhood memories unlocked like instantly. Yep. And I did see the same video that you had mentioned Afro send you. First of all, shout out to the homie. Um and the way that he popped out this chair, I had to rewind it because it was like instant transmission, how fast he popped out this chair because it was that sense of you automatically knew, knew. what was about to happen. Like, right when they transitioned from Goku charging up in Budokai Tenkaichi 3, I believe, Bro, to the new way, it looked that transition! immediately. The transition! It's so- and you know what's crazy? So, like... So, so I'm gonna kind of shift uh, from talking about Dragon Ball just a little bit, but not too far off. We also okay. um, had gotten a Naruto trailer, but it's not what we thought it'd be. We thought that we were going to be getting a Naruto Ninja Storm Five video game. Now I am also a Naruto fan. I've got, you know, Meiji's uh, curse mark tattooed on me. I got Itachi's Mangekyo Sharingan on. I got Itachi right here. Like, anime fan. Love it. Love it all to death. Um, but come to find out, it was literally all the Ninja Storm games put into one. And I think it's called Naruto. Ah. Uh... Uh, Naruto Collection or some shit like that. Not even a Ninja Storm game. Ultimate Storm of the Collection. Yeah, like, but the thing is, what's funny about that is that we already had, like, a Ninja Storm, like, collection. Like, I think it's literally Ninja Storm 1 through, th- one through 4 or 1 through 3 or, some, or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was a little disappointing uh, for a lot of Naruto fans, me included. So... Once, oh, it's called Naruto Connections, right? Um, so you know, seeing the uh, you know, seeing the trailer for Budokai Tenkaichi 4, or you know, just seeing the, the intro for Budokai Tenkaichi, you know, I'm also thinking, like, okay, we're probably just getting a, a collection, but no, dog, we're getting a fourth fucking game. In 2023 or 2024, like, once again, bro, like, it's crazy in that transition. I'm not, I can't get over that transition. And Afro jumping out his fucking chair. That was hilarious. But just like, just thinking like, dog, 
I don't know how long ago we had the last Dragon Ball game. That, 16 years. 16 years, bro. The last Dragon Ball anything that came out was uh, Kakarot. And I think that came out sometime in 21, I believe. Or 2020. One of, Something like that, yeah. One of those two. Which... It was either 2020 or 2021. It was, yeah. One of those two years. Which, by the way, I love that game. Played it, beaten it. There's more DLC. I am most definitely doing it. Um, that game, That game is fire. But ultimately, like, seeing this game... It brings back a lot of childhood memories, you know what I'm saying, especially uh, Budokai, because I remember in Budokai, there is one, I mean, we all remember this scene, when uh, Raditz, Piccolo, and Goku had all fought. Oh my god! And Goku had sacrificed himself so Piccolo can charge up his, uh, what was it, what did he call it, the Spiral Death Beam? Special Beam Special Cannon! Beam cannon. And what's crazy is, <laughs> I had to have my mom help me with that uh, that one specific part when, because you had to get him in a speci- uh, specific position so he can uh, uh, hit Radix with that with the special beam cannon. So, you know, as a, as a kid, oh god. So as a kid, you know, trying to get Radix in that spot because he kept moving. You know, I had my mom in, uh, ended up helping me with that, but it's crazy, like. Once again, bro, like, we're, we're, we're eating. We're eating. <laughs> love it. You love to see it. Like, the new generation will not fully understand compared to, like, our generation mm-hmm. that when you started off with the first Budokai, like you said, way back in 2002, 2003, mm-hmm. is when that's where it came from. You had to be there. Like, I don't know if the new generation, even if they had the games, which are very hard to come by, by the very way. Very hard. Tenkaichi 3 at, like, used price is $200. So imagine a new copy. It's going to be real hard. You need some cheats. Yeah, but I anyway, saw... oh, going through, I had all of the games. Yeah. I had all of them. Budokai 1, Budokai 2, which was okay. It was it was pretty ass as far as, like, the graphics. Yeah, of course. But they definitely stepped it up in Budokai 3, which I actually still have. Uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 1, nice. Budokai Tenkaichi 2, better. Budokai Tenkaichi 3, perfection. So much of the fact that there was a fan-made Budokai Tenkaichi 4 for, like, what, a year, year and a half that incorporated the new cast of the Z Fighters, which would actually look pretty good. But like you said, we eating now. This is it. Oh, the graphic look crazy. Just the camera. Oh, oh, I'm about to flip. (laughs) I'm about to flip. And you know what's also so crazy? I wish I still had Budokai Tenkaichi 3, but I sold it in college. I don't want to talk about it, but God damn. That, this, this is it. Here's the thing. Xenoverse was cool. I never played it, but it looked okay. That's all For right. me, for my taste. It, yeah, right, right. It tried to be Tenkaichi 3, but polished in 3. Yeah, whatever. This is the one. This is the one. And you know, it's almost in my bag. And you know what's so crazy? And I love the fact that you mentioned that there was a fan made because I was I was actually gonna mention that as well, that they actually did a fan made Budokai Tenkaichi four, and you know it was it was it was going viral for quite some time. It was, you know? and you know, for a 
fighting game, I feel like this is the only Dragon Ball Z game that I feel that if me and you do, we won't rage as much because this is something that we have played as kids. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, obviously, you know, we got the graphics, we got the controls and everything. Everything's going to be literally up, updated up and upgraded. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. You know, I feel like this is probably the one game that we may not rage as heavy on because, you know, fighters. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> which ghost, you and I did a series of me and you and did it. And, uh, we ended up bringing back one time and never again. <laughs> and we had our reserves before we even did it. But yeah. we did three matches. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. And, you know, me and you, we are pretty competitive when it comes to that game. or We're just pretty competitive when it comes to... Extremely yeah. competitive. Yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all out of love. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. But I feel like, once again having us play this it's like yeah we'll have fun fighting each other but it's like we have to admire like what we have in front of us because like this is just like you know what i'm saying like not trying to sit here and dick ride or anything but it's like at the end of the day like i mean who, i mean who gives a fuck i mean fuck you but it's still like dog it we're it's back you know it's a lot of good coming out of this you know what i mean Oh, I'm dick riding the shit out of this one. <laughs> I got a cowboy hat on and everything. What's up? I got boots with the fur, whatever that fucking <laughs> saying is. Like, I'm all about this one right here. Now, my question is, mm. obviously, there's going to be, I wish I still had the game so I can play it, but now I'm going to have to see other people play it because I'm sure people are going to stream or probably already started streaming Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Right. But... I'm trying to remember what key elements about the game there was and what they're going to be bringing into the new one. I don't know if there was a tag um, feature in the game. Not I'm trying to remember. It's been a long fucking time since I played the yeah, game. Yeah, I, I but can't remember either. But obviously they're going to incorporate new aspects and what is that going to be like. And it, just, just keep baseline, just copy and paste Budokai Tenkaichi 3 mm -hmm. and just go from there. That's what I'm saying. I'll be so cool with the game. Yeah, I think that's something they may possibly do, but also add a few things, if not more. Um, I mean, who who online capability gotta be a must. I mean, who's who's to say that they won't? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much, so much that they can do. You know what I'm saying? So, so much. At the end of the day, it's 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 really not just up to them, but once again, this is a this is a childhood game that a lot of people played, including us. Right. So it's like, of course, y'all got to stay true to our childhood, but at the same time, we're all adults now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, add some add some spice. You know what I'm saying? Add some red pepper flakes. You know what I'm saying? Right. This this is for us. <laughs> this ain't for the kids. This is for us. This is like when uh, what is it? Finding Dory came out. This ain't for the children. This is for Incredibles us. Incredibles 2, let me tell you something. This ain't for them. <laughs> this is for us. We eating. We been waiting. Because let me tell you, Incredibles 2, I literally waited 10, 11 years for them to make it. I still didn't see it. Wow. But we're going to talk about that at a different time. Anyway, 
anyway, um, Budokai Tenkaichi 4, it's happening, it's coming, and we're buying. That's the pre-order. Quick. Easy. Day one, day pre-order, one. I'm getting a poster, the whole the package. The whole motherfucking package, all day. <laughs> um, so, speaking of all day. Sorry, yeah, speaking of all day. Um, WWE WrestleMania. Do we have a motherfucking stacked card? Do you think that this WrestleMania may be the best WrestleMania to date? First of all, at the time of the recording, it is 24 days away. 24 days away. And I remember when they said WrestleMania is going to be 50 or like 60 odd days away, and we're already down to 24. Four days away. Three weeks from this coming Saturday and Sunday. It's a two-parter yet again, which I am all for. Because I'm not about to sit here and watch a nine-hour premium live event. <laughs> but as far as your question goes, is this the best WrestleMania card up to date? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's hard to argue Yes. Compared to other WrestleManias, every match so far seems to have, first of all, story. Thank you, Papa H. Thank you. It has some depth to it. It's not a random ass match. Now, I'm trying to pull up the card, the current card right now. Right here, bro. Go for it. You go ahead and talk about the card. Okay. I'm going to leave the best for last. You know what I'm saying? Because I I have to. Um, But you know what? We'll go for starters. We, ooh, you know what? These are these are really two good ones. I'm gonna go ahead and flip a coin, brother. Heads or tails? Yes, sir. Tails. tails? Oh, shit. Tails. oh god. Uh, hold on. Let me redo that. <laughs> I dropped it. All right. Heads. Tails. We have tails. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, versus Asuka. My champion! Versus Asuka. My next champion. What did you say? I said, well, my next champion, you know? (laughs) Whew! Who do you got for this one, bro? First of all, I just noticed that there's only eight matches thus far, which is interesting. Hmm. But... Obviously, it's going to be added more, but okay, okay, cool. Who do I have? You already know my love and affection for Bianca Belair. She has been champion for a year when it comes to WrestleMania. She became champion last year, has not lost until this WrestleMania right Mm -hmm. here, which I feel like should be more talked about. Honestly, because I don't know the record quite yet. I forgot who had it. I think it was Becky Lynch. Um, But I love me some Bianca. She's my champion every time she come out. But I think it's Asuka's time. She has never won at WrestleMania. She's already breaking records. She She broke many records in the company thus far. But she hasn't won at Mania. I'm sorry, Bianca. It's Asuka's time. She gotta win. Y'all, y'all need to amp up this feud somehow. 
I feel like Asuka should kind of turn heel, but it, it's it's Asuka. Asuka got to walk away with the title. Right. What you feel like? You already know who I'm going for. I'm going for the queen. I'm going for the empress of tomorrow. I'm going for Kana. Asuka. Ah, I have okay. to. Like you said, she has broken records. And on top of that, there's a something about her. She has like, no pun intended when I say this, but she has this flair about her. And, you know, respect to Bianca Belair. Love her run as champion. She had a very stiff story, in my opinion, with Alexa Bliss. The last match they had was not the best. It was just weird, weird booking, booking, you know. But at the same time, like you said, Asuka has yet to win at WrestleMania. Really looking forward to that. I I believe that she's going to pull away and, and, and win the title. Uh, does she need to be healed? I don't think she needs to be healed. I feel like, honestly, going into WrestleMania, it kind of would make sense for Bianca to go heel. You know what I'm saying? Because she's been faced this entire time. And, you know, with Oscar returning to the uh, to, to, to the ring and everything, because she returned in uh, the Royal Rumble, which was back in, what, February? Or no, it was January 26th. January. Right? The 26th? Something yeah, like some some along those lines, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Oscar's time. She needs to have her WrestleMania moment. Um, like you said, I I think they need to amp up this feud. You know, uh, light 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 the spark. You know, they both are very fucking charismatic. I believe with you know the right um, with the right writing, um, they can make something happen. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oscar, Oscar's got the W. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it now. She's got the W. All right, all right. Oscar right. is going to win. going to win. What's next? The next women's match that I decided to look up: WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Who do you think is going to take that one? Come on now. Come on now. It's got to be Ripley. It's got to be Ripley, right. dude. Got to be. Right. Why do you say Ripley? I'm going to just keep it like oh, that. Okay, so it's Ripley flat out. Oh, shit, I hit my mic. <laughs> flat out. I, I'm not about to get personal with it. It's just, no, th- th- Ripley. The story is there. Make it simple. Make it easy. She walking out as champion. Okay. All right. You know what? And then I, I, I second that. Now, even though... Even though it's kind of crazy. You've been struggling. Here we go. Charlotte Flair is what? 14 time women's champion? Okay. A lot of people can argue that, you know, she is the daughter of Ric Flair, which I feel like when you. And? See, now now, now it's personal. Now it's personal. I mean, I have to like the spark. You know what I'm saying? And, And I'm not saying I'm a fan of Charlotte. You know, has she had a lot of good matches? Yes. I think my favorite one would definitely have to be WrestleMania 38 uh, against, uh, wow, Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. I was about to say Rhea Ripley. Uh, too many fucking R's, bro. <laughs> I mean, 
Mania. They did have a Mania match, I think, the two years prior. Yeah. And Charlotte has had a lot of great matches. I'm not discounting her wrestling ability because it's there. You know what I'm saying? She's not just a pretty face. You know, she can actually wrestle. Um, it's just, you know, there are times where I just feel like she's been handed a lot of the titles. Um, but there have been also some moments where I feel like she actually deserved it. Um, her coming back and taking the title for off of Ronda was just weird. Uh, weird as fuck, but it happened. But it all makes sense. It's all full circle because Rhea Ripley is going to take it from her. Simple as that. Um, cool. Yeah. So that's 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 what I think. So Rhea's going to win the title. Be the new SmackDown Women's Champion. We got a Women's Champion on the Judgment Day. That's it. That's all. It's going to be interesting when she wins what happens with the Judgment Day. Like, is she only going to split? Are they going to go to Raw? Maybe the draft kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Like, a few weeks after that, maybe the Judgment Day, Judgment Day goes to SmackDown. We'll see. We'll see. No talk about the draft, I don't think, as of late. So, Right. An interesting one. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Don't nobody want to see this match. I included. I do. You want to see this match. I do. You know what? Because on paper, like you, like how we all initially thought, like, what the? F- it what? just happened randomly. But at the What's same, the point of this match? I know. I know because Brock didn't want to fight Bray. Like, it became political, which is fine. But at the same time, I'm like, let's see what they can do. Almost, I'm sorry, Omas, Omas, my bad. Did I say almost? Nigerian king. It's, you know, to me, it's model. Omas, he's not like a slow, like a too slow. He's not a great Kali. Let me put it that way. The dude can actually move. The dude is kind of nimble. He's getting better compared to two years ago at Mania when he teamed up with AJ Styles and he was just there. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like. Brock can kind of work with almost anybody. I, they, they can probably work some things, you know. They can, they can work some things out, maybe. Or it could, it could be complete squash. I have no idea. But I want to see what they do. Now, as far as who's going to win, I don't know. I feel like Brock might be on his way out. So he might give the rub to Omas. Because then what do you do with Omas after Mania if he loses? He kind of needs this. So Brock really don't need it because he's Brock fucking Lesnar. You feel mm-hmm. me? But, hey, that's just my take on it. But I'm interested in this match. Okay, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, it does seem a bit interesting. Um, At the same time, we got three weeks left. They could really do something creative in this time. They could you know? bring back the Hurt Business for one. And we're going to talk about that one in a second. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's... But you really don't care about this one, huh? I mean, it's interesting. Like, I already had the idea that they would bring back the Hurt Business. I mean, I don't know why they broke them up in the fucking first place. It's stupid. But at the same time, if if we're going to beat Brock's ass, 
we're going to do it the right way. We're going to jump his ass. <laughs> you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, Triple H, just stop stop messing around, Big Papa. Come on, just bring him back. Bring back the hurt business. Beat the shit out of Brock. Omos takes the win. Simple. You know? Mm, I have a theory. I got to reach. Oh, let's hear it. Let's say Brock and Omos is night one. Okay. And the Hurt Business indeed come okay. back. Night two, mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley and Bray right. Wyatt. The Hurt Business comes out with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And that is the introduction to the Wyatt Six. Ooh, that's hot. I like that. And that's when Alexa Bliss comes back. That's how we see Uncle Howdy and everybody else come out. There it is. And speaking of which, Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt. Now, I feel like this is, we already kind of spoke about the beginning, and by we, I mean you, because your theory, uh, which I, I, I dig, by the way. Um, it would, it would kind of be a waste not to bring out the Wyatt Six. It will be a waste not to bring back, once again, It'll be a waste not to. It will be a waste to not bring back the hurt business because they were money. Come on now. Um, now who do I think is getting that one? Shit. I mean, quite honestly, it really could be Bray if you really think about it. But I don't know. I don't know. Not. I don't know either. I would say, I was going to say, keep it simple and kind of just give it to Bray. Mm-hmm. When, because obviously, if it is the Wyatt Six, it's going to be in a numbers game at that point. It's going to be four or five, four to five versus six. So the numbers game comes into play. Bobby Lashley gets distracted somehow. Bray Wyatt hits Sister Abigail. Boom, one, two, three. Call it out. Got you know. It, got it. Um. I think Lashley would still be protected in some way. Um, but you know what? You're not going to do all this teasing and all this riffraff regarding Bray Wyatt for this long and not to have a huge payout on the grandest stage of them all. So just give it to Bray, whatever, you know? I'm cool with that. I would be too. Like, they have a lot of potential to do something really fucking fantastic for this WrestleMania. And I have a lot of faith in Triple H. I feel like a lot of our theories, no pun intended again, may not come (laughs) true. But at the same sense, it'll kind of be altered into our favor to where, at the same time, we had the right idea, but it just didn't go the way that we saw it was going to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So speaking of theory, John Cena versus Austin Theory for the United States title. Now we already talked about this um, off camera. We've talked about this quite a few times actually. Now, <laughs> mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw, John Cena came back. It was a very emotional night. It was very great seeing him again. Um, and for somebody who's been watching wrestling since, I'm not going to say diapers, but since Ruthless Aggression, so that's like, what, 2000 through 2004, maybe 2005? 2004. 2004, 2005, yeah. 
Um, yeah. I was. From 2002, actually. I'm sorry. Well, shit. I've been watching ever since then. So, <laughs> for somebody who wasn't always a John Cena fan, for someone who always used to think he was corny, I took him for granted. And not going to lie, seeing him back in action is very nostalgic. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we're, we're getting older, we're not getting younger. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's just, damn, bro, like, we really took this man for granted. I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but um, it's it's just, it's a lot to take in. It was a very emotional night for him. And then comes Austin Theory, you know, being Austin Theory. And next thing you know, John told him, like, listen, kid. In lamest terms, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're in for. And I believe him. I feel like this is going to be a great match. I feel like this is also going to be a great send-off for John as well. Um, is John beating Austin Theory? I don't think so. I think Austin Theory is going to retain. Um, I feel like it's written in the stars at this point as well. Uh, I'm not saying he's passing the torch to Austin Theory in any sort of way. Um... But I just feel like it's one of those things where we're, if not, since, I mean, we already are, but, you know, it's it's time for the next generation. You know what I mean? So, um, I definitely think that this is, it's his time. You know what I mean? To, to, to hang up the the boots or the shorts rather <laughs> and um my gosh in the words of his own theme the time is now yes say. sir bro yes sir uh i i believe this is gonna be a great match and somehow some way now even though like i said i i feel like austin is going to retain and beat cena if somehow some way shape or form that cena does beat theory win the United States title. Jeez. That's going to be crazy. But I'm going to write it in the sand. Um, Austin Theory's retaining and beating John Cena. And this will be John's last match. What do you think? What are you feeling? Fusion strong. Ah, okay. I feel like, (laughs) given that uh, promo that John dropped, which was immaculate, John is one of those people that, at this point, not even at this point, but in years prior, when he talks, you you really got to tune in. Because at any given moment, he can drop a bomb. He can really let your ass have it, word-wise. And he definitely fucked Fury up. On the mic, and Theory really couldn't clap back. And it really was reminiscent of Roman Reigns and John Cena when they were feuding. And Roman tried his best, but John had his ass wrapped up. And just, boys, you really have to, like, come through when it comes to, like, trying to be tit for tat with Cena. Now, it was very interesting how Cena just started off the whole promo with, like, no. I'm not about to face you. I'm like, ooh, 
Ooh, okay. And like I said, he was letting his right. ass have it. Like, I feel like in a real sense, like a real, like this is a shoot kind of promo, which is very rare for Cena to have in the first place. Now, as far it's as... It's not uncommon, the, though. Theory versus... Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. uncommon, but maybe I couldn't pick up on it, but usually I can tell when a shoot is happening. Yeah. But this one was like, this seems like a, a real, like, shoot. Um, or, like, there's a lot of emotion behind it. Now, the match at Mania, obviously, going into it before Monday happened, or before the promo happened, Theory, obviously, is going to beat Cena. But there is that what-if factor for me, given what John Cena said. If he comes out winning at Mania, Theory, that is, he beats John Cena, then what? Like, if you're going to beat Cena, you really have to, like, like beat him. You really got to beat him. This ain't no, like, you, you can't win via countout. You can't win via disqualification. Like, you really have to, like, make these people believe, like, whoa, did you see what Theory did to John Cena? Right? Like, he took his ass to town. Because this is John Cena we're talking about. But Cena, he could pull it off. In the ring, but also, and I hate to, to pull this string, he could pull it off politically <laughs> just to stir up some shit. Because John Cena has now been there over 20 years. He's had a lot of stroke when it came to, like, John Cena in the main event picture at WrestleMania. Now, this ain't the main event, but at the same time, Triple H is a smart man. What if he tried to jab theory a little bit like, because no one is expecting that Cena's going to lose. But what if, what if we did win? Now, obviously, he's not going to be U.S. champion for long. Like, maybe the night after they could do a rematch, Theory wins. Cool. Whatever. Or Cena could, like, relinquish the title and be like, hey, U.S. Open Challenge or U.S. Battle Royal or some shit like that. But I feel like Cena could win. There's a big probability that he could win. But if Theory's going to win, he's going to have to kind of like not pull like a Roman Reigns, how they faced off at SummerSlam. But Theory, you really got to like sell this. You really got to be like, have people talk about it. Don't be like, I just scraped away with the win. No, this got to be definitive. It got to be clean. It got to be clean. So. I mean, it's just one of those things. Honestly, I don't care about the match, too. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 Fury's a struggle. But anyways, uh, I, I just feel like it's it's one of those things that you never really know. You know what I mean? So, True. Cena may win. Cena may not win. But, like I said, it only, it only ends one way. And Cena's hanging up the shorts. Um... Got a few more matches that I want to talk about as well. Uh, whoo, where do I start? Where? How about the Intercontinental Championship? Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Do you think that Sheamus will finally win the Intercontinental title? You said yeah. Sheamus?
to say yes. I'm going to say yes. They, I feel like they have to make this at least a triple threat. I'm really hoping that they pull a Fatal 4-Way and add Solo into it and have him win. Mm-hmm. But if it is going to be a straight-up triple threat, I would say have Sheamus win via shenanigans and low-blowing. Maybe McIntyre. Or doing some vile shit to McIntyre. <laughs> also protecting Gunter at the same time. So, yeah. I can kind of see that happening. I say Sheamus is walking away with it. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of see that happening. I can kind of see that. Because you got to protect Gunter. You have yeah. to. You know, I really don't have much to say on that match. But at the same time, Sheamus and Drew have put on some really good matches in the past. So to see them battle it out for the Intercontinental Championship and Drew has held the Intercontinental title, what, two or three times, I believe, in the past? At least twice, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, so, you know, Drew's already been champion. Sheamus hasn't. I don't. Yeah, no, he hasn't. He hasn't won the Intercontinental cha- uh, Championship. Nope, that's the one title he has. Yeah, so at WrestleMania, definitely got to give it to him because he came so close at Clash of the Castle. I I for sure thought he was going to win that match. That match against Guther was just chef's kiss. Fucking perfection. Best match I've seen against those two. So so, uh, for you to say uh, Guther protected... Sheamus does some vile shit to McIntyre, thus re-triggering a rivalry, but for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in for it. Uh, Meanwhile, Gunter is going to go for somebody else at SummerSlam, and we'll get to that in a second. Who do you think he's going to go for at SummerSlam? Oh, I mean, like, we got to talk about a certain match beforehand before we get to there. So I feel like the seeds have already been planted. But what's the next match that, uh, that's we got, we got some, uh, We got some other ones. I mean, I already know how you feel about the Logan Paul Seth Rollins match, so we're not going to talk too much about that one. Um, even though... It's polarizing, okay? Yeah. It's polarizing because I hate Logan Paul. I want better for Seth. But at the same time, this match has strong possibilities of stealing the fucking show easily. easily. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we don't even have to talk too much about that. Only because of mm-hmm. we've... S- but Seth Rollins all day, obviously. <laughs> um, we, know how athlete- we know how athletically gifted Logan Paul is. We've seen it. You know, has pulled amazing spots in the ring. Most memorable one, uh, Ricochet at Royal Rumble. Crazy fucking spot. Everyone went crazy. Um, had a great match against Roman Reigns. Had a great match against The Miz. Had a great first match with The Miz. So, you know, seeing him do his thing, more power to you, my guy. Uh, Seth Rollins, fierce. Unpredictable at times. Um, I feel like he has it in the bag. You know what I'm saying? 
I feel like Seth Rollins really is in his bag right now. And I just love his momentum with how he's kind of going into it. So, uh, he, he's, he's got my vote. So, I definitely think Seth is going to win this match and close it all out. Um, I already know where you stand once again. Next match, we have a six-woman tag match. Uh, Damage Control versus Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita. How do you feel about that? Because there's a part of me that kind of feels like Damage Control is going to kind of... I don't want to say disperse, but I feel like some cracks may be put into play. If they split up, cool. Mm. My, I want to care more about this match, but the the one thing that's holding me back is the tag titles. And rumor has it that they're going to try to put this or put them on Shayna, Bla- Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey either on the night or before, but Ronda is injured, so I don't know how that's going to play out. Even if that wasn't the case, I can't help but compare. First of all, the wrong, the women's, I'm sorry, the women's tag team titles have such an up and down thing, more so down than up. Um, They really haven't been presented as legitimate. The stories have been asked. The, The one time that they seem like worth something, and this is the comparison, is last year's WrestleMania, and we know what happened after that with Sasha Banks and Naomi. And I had high hopes that they were going to bring prestige and, like, bring it up to the next level, but then we know what happened last year. So the fact that, one, they're making this a six-woman tag match, the titles are not involved, it's like, do I should, should I care about the match then? So maybe get the titles off of them before Mania. Just focus on that. Maybe I'll care about it a little bit more. But it's... I, I really don't care about this one either. I want to care more about it. But I feel like the way that they presented... Or, yeah, the way that they booked Bailey specifically... Mm-hmm. Is just... I kind of feel like she fell off. And it's not her fault, but it's the booking's fault. I feel like before she got injured, she was at peak. She was peak heel, peak performer. She was running the division. But when she came back, it just didn't click no more. And it sucks. So it just ain't it for me. Who to give it to? Give it to Damage Control? Sure. Why not? But I really don't care, to be blunt and honest. I want to care, but I, I don't. Well, I can't be upset with you for that one, my dog. Um, <laughs> and speaking of my dogs... WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We all know this is going to happen. They're pulling a a Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Where the Usos, not the Usos, where Sami Zayn and Kevin are going to be at odds for a minute. But then they're going to hug it out. And it's going to be all love. Uh, Monday... Uh, was a doozy. It, it was, was a fucking doozy. Not gonna lie to you. Uh, I'm still. <laughs> I got a little. I got a little reach my damn self. Right. Oh. 
Uh, I got a little, got a little okay. something. So, Jey Uso, the main event. And then we have Jimmy Uso. Brothers. You know the word, bro. You know. If Jimmy didn't have Jay back within a week on Friday Night SmackDown, Roman Reigns was going to punish Jimmy Uso. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw, it was Jimmy Uso versus Sami Zayn. Jay Uso came out in the, uh, out of the crowd, was on the announce table. Jimmy uh, ended up losing the match uh, via roll-up. Jay came into the ring. He was a very emotional, very emotional Jay Uso because Jimmy didn't know where his brother lied. He didn't know if he was standing with the bloodline, let alone him, or if he was standing with Sami Zayn. Jay Uso ended up leaving the ring. Well, Jay consoled his brother, then left the ring, then hugged Sammy. Everyone went crazy. Jay and Sammy held up the ones. You can see there was a little bit of distance between uh, Sammy and Jay. Next thing you know, Sammy caught a mean ass super kick. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yo! The way the way Sammy sold that fucking super kick was disgusting. Oh my god! And then of course you see Jay getting riled up, saying, "You thought I would choose you over my family? This family shit, boy." His words threw Sammy in the ring. You see Jimmy smirking. He got his brother back. They beating the shit out of Sammy. Solo comes out of nowhere. He said, nah, let me get some of him, Moose. They beating the shit out of Sammy. And then, of course, Cody Rose comes in, saves the day. Now, a couple things, right? This is this is where the reaching is coming in. Now, I don't know if you guys subtly notice. Brother, I don't know if you notice. But, of course, we had Solo doing his enforcer stance, right? You had Jimmy throwing up the one. But Jay, if you noticed, he didn't throw up his one. He was pointing at Jimmy. Now, I'm thinking that Sammy and Jay are in cahoots in all this, right? I believe that when they hugged, Jay knew, Jay, Sammy knew, at least, that he had... They, they had to they had to play this game because I feel like they're they're gonna play Roman at WrestleMania, but we'll get to that in a second. Sammy knows that the bloodline has to come crumbling down, but he told Jay, "You don't have to be a part of it." And what's also crazy is before all that transpired, Sammy had called Jimmy before he had caught that super kick because Sammy does care about. The, the, the twins. He also cares about Solo. But because Roman has been manipulating both of them, especially Jay, manipulating and abusing him for the past year and a half, you know, it, it's 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 a lot. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. uh, Sammy knows that he has to, to pull the plug on this. 
Um, so there still is a chance where at least I think at WrestleMania that there's going to be a moment that uh, like they're going to get ready to like pin, right? Like uh, let's say that they do, because I don't know why I keep seeing this combo on my head. I see like a stunner into the corner and the haluva kick happening, right? They get the pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like it could be either Uso. Specifically, I see Jimmy taking the hit. But I feel like there's going to be a moment where Jay gets up and hesitates, right? He sees that his, his brother's being pinned for the one, two, three. But he doesn't go in to stop it. I could see that happening, for sure. Okay. Uh, This Friday, I don't know what's going to happen. What's today? Today is the 8th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we're recording this, so let's make it go tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot that may happen leading up to WrestleMania. So much can happen. You know what I'm saying? But this is what I visualize. This is what I think is 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 coming into play um yeah i think that's uh i think that's all i got for right now how do you feel i feel like you have a lot of weight with that is that good or bad um (laughs) good a lot of good i'm sorry you are correct um first of all i feel like this tag match is going to main event night one oh has to which it should because it just it ties into everything. Um, I definitely agree with you 100% with the hesitation from Jay to Jimmy. Now, the the in cahoots with Sammy, I can kind of see that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like all the Usos are in cahoots with each other, minus Roman Reigns, obviously. Um, which is interesting. It makes me want to pay attention more to their body language because it's, and that's the thing about this whole story. It's so good. First of all, it's long. It's very well paced out and you can tell a lot. Like it makes you look at the body language of everyone involved because it's the little things hidden in plain sight that we probably wouldn't have seen. But later on, we would see, I'm like, wow, that actually makes sense. So, I feel like, first of all, new tag champs, number number one. one. Number (laughs) one. (laughs) That's number one. I feel like this, they really got to, like, make this, like, a 20 or a 25-minute burner. Um, Just make it dramatic. Put all the storytelling, like, put it at a climax, but then really, like, don't tell the, the full story because the, the the climax is going to happen on night two when it comes to Roman Reigns and Which Cody Which we will Rose. get to in a second. <laughs> but definitely KO and Sammy are going to take it. Jay's going to be, I think he's going to get, like, that nod, like, you got it, You got Oops. it. You got you it. Got it. Yep. Go win the titles, and he's gonna walk off. But like, oh, oh my Come god! Come on, this is why refuse to struggle, dog. Let's let's hear it. What you? What else you got? 
There really ain't no struggle here. It's just like you basically said everything that needed to be said. But let's go ahead and talk about the final match of the card. And talk about the main event of main event. First mm-hmm. of all, make this 30 minutes for sure. <laughs> yes. Make it 30. Yes. I need this to be the most over the top, the most dramatic, yep. the most. Make this the polar opposite of what last year's main event was between Reigns Please. and Lesnar. I need this to be 30 minutes of just. Y'all told this story for so long. It needs, it needs to, to just, happen. for a lack of a better term, pause on this. We need to fucking bust a nut <laughs> when it comes to, when everything comes to a climax, we need to be like, yes, like melt in the chair, turn your camera off, just gotta, all that. Gotta, gotta <laughs> bring, bring some tears, bring it in the fray. Bring the tears, bring the mm. fears, bring the sweat, bring the threat, <laughs> bring all oh, that. Shit. But... Let's talk about some intri- let's talk about the intricacies of this match, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, Cody is walking out as champion. We you know, know that. Yep. Right? But it's the story being told throughout the match, obviously before, but throughout mm-hmm. the match. Like cuz obviously in the air everyone's going to know Cody is walking out. But tell the story just make it the story of stories, right? I'm talking about Getting the Usos involved, which is probably something that we expect, but not how we think. So Cody and Roman are having this back and forth. It's intense for a good 15, 20 minutes, right? Probably 20 minutes. Usos come out. They're causing distractions, very little. Not enough for the referee to be like, get out of here, right? But Jimmy come out there. Jay come out there. They're looking kind of fatigued from the night before. Solo come out there. Maybe a little bit. But there's going to be a moment where, I don't know, Roman's going to tell him to get the chair or something. I already picture this. Jay's going to have the chair. Or maybe even Jimmy. Jay's going to have the chair. He's going to pretend he's going to bring it in the ring. Roman's gonna grab it, but Jay holds on to the chair still. I can see that. Causing a rift, like, what are you doing? Jay, what what uh-huh. are you doing? And you see, Jimmy is not doing anything either. It's gonna be levels on levels on levels of just, oh my God, what is <laughs> happening? You're gonna get the one reveal of Jay not letting go. Oh my God. Then the, the camera's gonna pan to Jimmy, another, oh, my God, it's starting to unfold. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cody is is recovering, recuperating, and I don't know if Reigns is going to be like, Solo, do it's something. Solo. Solo ain't not nah, doing a fucking thing. <laughs> He's going to have that enforcer. Yep. He's going to put his arms across him like, you ain't treat my brothers like that. No, sir, no, sir. Paul Heyman is throwing a fit. He can't believe Uh, it. Jay snatches the chair back, and they walk off. Then we have either a disaster kick or a Cody cutter, and then we get at least three, but maybe four. Crossroads. Crossroads. (laughs) One, two, three. Okay. Done. Okay. 
I love the way you explained that. It brought a lot of uh, emotion, a lot of, a lot of like I'm already there. You know what I'm saying? And, and I and I and I and I love that. Thank you for that. Um, I really can't see it any other way. Now, a while back, uh, me and you we had a theory. Um, that, no, no Austin. It may happen. It may not happen. Right. Now, the story is being told nonetheless, right? Um, and, you know, it's crazy. Before we even get into that, uh, there was an image going around of Cody. The, uh, it was uh, it was a it was a toy. Toy version, right? Uh, Cody was holding the, um, the winged American Eagle WWE title, right? And then, of course, we had mm-hmm. the, the the current WWE title, and it was in the trash, and it was on fire. And Cody Rhodes had put the eye emoji, like this, the the two the two eyes emoji, which a lot of people, and including myself, kind of signified, oh, we're getting the old WWE championship back. I I like that, right? Now, obviously, it hasn't been written in stone, mm-hmm. but. If there's, I mean, Cody brought back the OG Intercontinental Championship. So, if he's finishing the story, he's going to do it on his own terms. Which means, bring back the OG WWE Championship for the family. Why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? Finish the story. Now, of course, uh, I had a theory... And I, I brought this to your attention. You told me you fucked with it. You could see it. Now, for the viewers, whether you're listening or you're watching this, it's going. It's a, it's a reach. It's a stretch. That's why we do what we do. It's time to reach. Yes, sir. So, Cody Rhodes wins the match, right? Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, he does win the WWE Championship, but it is just the WWE Championship alone. Paul Heyman somehow, in some way, snaked his way into the match and found a way for Roman to at least keep the Universal Championship. Right? Mm-hmm. Roman is laid out. You see him picking up his head. He's he's smirking and shit. Okay, cool. I lost one title, but I still got my title. Cody didn't beat me. He thought he beat me, but he, he ain't beat me. And then you see Jay come in. Cody turns around. Confused. Roman's starting to get up. Next thing you know, BAM! A super kick happens, right? Super mm. kicks Roman. Jay has had enough. All the abuse, all the manipulation he has suffered, all he, he's 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 fed up. He's done. Challenges Roman for the Universal Championship. But get this, he gets permission from the elders to challenge Roman for the title. He puts it all on the line. If he loses, he's out the family. He's done. But if he wins, he's head of the table. 
so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, night two happens. Roman is distraught. He's hurt. He only has Jimmy and he has Solo by his side. Because at the end of the day, this all started with this. All all of this, the bloodline, it all started with Jay. So why, why shouldn't it end with Jay? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So of course, the match is going on. A little reminiscent to what was going on at Night of Champions. A little reminiscent to what happened at uh, 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 the Hell in the Cell. It's a lot of back and forth going on. A lot of Roman, a lot of Jay. Towards the end of the night, uh, towards the end of the match, uh, I mean, both men are fatigued. Paul Heyman doing his Paul Heyman shit, of course. <laughs> and then, of course, Jimmy comes down. Solo comes down. Now, remember the words that Roman had told Solo. At the Royal Rumble. He told Solo. That we take no prisoners now. But then again. You know how Solo is. Not showing no emotion. He's. Mm-hmm. But you know he's distraught. Because that those are his brothers. That's his brother. You know exactly. what I'm saying. So of course. Roman is telling Jimmy. He's telling Solo. Well how about we just start with Solo. Solo's not start. Solo's on the outside of the ring. He's telling Jimmy to attack Jay. Roman's up. He start. Jimmy starts walking towards Jay. Jay's in the corner. But he can't do it. That is, that's his little brother. Why would he do that? Boom. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you already know he's choosing Jay over Roman. Super kicks Roman. He's out. Walks away. Roman is, is dazed. Next thing you know, Solo comes in. Same thing. Solo's choosing his brother over Roman. Hits Roman with a Samoan spike. Jacob's on the top rope. Hits him with a Uso splash. One, two, three. That's the end of the match. Now, yes, all that does sound way too good to be true. <laughs> but... Could there be a possibility that some of that may happen? I can see you, it. You don't know. You know, at this point, it's kind of unpredictable. And with this storyline, it's it, anything can happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. Jay Uso, Universal Champion, stamp it, night two, end of WrestleMania, yeet. <laughs> You said end of WrestleMania, you said? Oh, uh, for night two. Oh, for night two. So night one is Cody, and then night Jay, two is... Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Yep, yep. I think that's... That's what I would like it to go. <laughs> but you never know, you know? You never He's know, a... you know? Anything <laughs> can happen at this He's point. He reaches for a reason. Um... One more wrestling event. Uh, this one may be very brief. Uh, Ghost, I'm going to let you talk a, uh, a lot about this one. Or a little bit. It's really up to you because I didn't see it. Uh, AEW Revolution. 
Before we get into yeah. that real quick, uh, the segue or the little nugget that I wanted to talk about regarding uh, SummerSlam is that the seeds have already been planted for Cody to face Gunther. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the title. That is a SummerSlam for sure. I can. And I feel like Gunther might take it. Maybe. Really? That'd be interesting. I feel like, you know what? That'd be interesting. The person to take it off Cody, I, it may be Gunter. Because look at that chemistry they had at the Royal Rumble. And Gunter has been on a roll. Sorry for cussing when I say this, but fuck that old decrepit bastard <laughs> named Vince McMahon considering jobbing Gunter out. Before he became IC champion. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And thank goodness for Papa H turning that around, really seeing the value of Gunter, and look at him. That is your next big-time heavyweight champion after Cody. I'm calling it now. It should be Walter, but, you know, I guess Gunter's too. It should, yeah, I, I do agree <laughs> with you on that one, but, you know, trademarks, they already got that, and... And all that. Whatever. It is what it is. But I want it should be Walter. But, swing it back to AEW Revolution. Now, the build to this was not... It was not as good compared to other pay-per-views that AEW has put on. But when I tell you from top to motherfucking bottom, this card was spectacular. It was. So far... It has strong contendership of being the best pay-per-view of the year. And I'm not even lying to you. It was really well-paced. The only match that kind of suffered, which made kind of, like, it makes sense why it did, was um, Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. We already knew what was going to happen, but unfortunately they had the position, or they got positioned after the Elite versus House of Black. New trios champions, by the way. But, and, it, 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 it was just like, you know, one match kind of had to suffer on every card. And, unfortunately, that was the match that suffered. Um, usually, it would be a women's match. But, actually, the women's match was spectacular as well. As it should be. But, this card was so good. Matter, I should have brought up the card real quick. I'm going to just burn through this card real quick. There's really nothing, like, much to talk about. But when I say that this card was really great from top to bottom, I'm not bullshitting. The first match that was on this card, um, was it on the pre-show? I believe this might have been on the pre-show. It was, or like Zero Hour or whatever they want to call it. It was a six-man, Mark Briscoe. Shout out to Mark Briscoe, by the way. Man, oh man. The weight on this man's shoulder for the loss of his brother. And still going out there with... Positivity and doing the goddamn thing. Big ups to him. Like, for real, for real. Him teaming up with the Lucha Bros, which is already a fantastic team. Going up against, what are they called? They're called the, wait. Collectively, I thought they were called the Varsity Athletes. Maybe they are. I don't know. But it's the Varsity Athletes and Ari Davari in a six-way. Not bad. This is pretty good. Especially for, uh... Uh, a pre-show type of thing, because pre-shows is like there to set the mood, set the tone, yada, yada, yada. We know this. 
And first of all, shout out to the crowd. The crowd was lit the entire time, minus the one match. Obviously, they're tired. I'd be fucking tired, too. But off the gate, the crowd, it was some in the air. It was some in the air. Some in the, the crowd was there for everything. Here we go with the main card. Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho. Ricky Starks won, as he should have. But at the same time, I was nervous because it is Chris Jericho. He could pull a string and be like, Jericho over Starks. Which shouldn't happen, but we've seen evidence of this happen before. Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho. Nice. Nicely paced. Cool. Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage in basically a casket match. Oh, boy, was this dramatic. This was good. It was well-paced. Finally, the climax to this feud that felt like it was a year long. But Jungle Boy, Jack Perry got the dub in a very emotional, beautiful finish. Cool. We can move past that. Finally. The House of Black versus the Elite. I don't know what's worse. I don't know what I want to be on the the receiving end of. I don't know if it's either Eddie Kingston or Minoru Suzuki's chops or either one of the knees from the House of Black or the Elite. These knees were flying and oh my God, you can feel it. Like these knees were real. And you thought... Kenny Omega could throw a knee. A lot of people, I feel like, forget that Buddy Matthews can deliver a nasty-looking knee. And, oh, man, the House of Black won, as they should. But this one was very well done. The build was not as much. It was kind of like, what is this? Like, it was kind of random. But you know what? They did what they had to do. Good. Now, the rumor has it Kenny Omega's going to go the singles route, which he should. Young Bucks, tag team route, which they should as well. And House of Black, they can do whatever with the Chiro titles. Fine. Amazing. Awesome. Women's three-way bout, which was interesting because Soraya was in it, which is like, okay, obviously I don't think she's going to be champion, but, you know, whatever. I love everyone involved. The bigger story, where does Ruby Soho lie in this whole AEW Originals versus the Outsiders? She was in the middle throughout the whole build, the feud, whatever. Jamie Hayter pinned Ruby Soho with a roll-up. Fine. Cool. Kind of protects everybody involved. Ruby does a turn. The heel turn that we kind of saw coming. And there was a little nugget if you didn't see it. So Tony Storm and Soraya came out in like black and lime green. Coinciding with their spray paint that they're doing on their opposition. Ruby was dressed in all red except for her hair. Her hair had kind of been like a forest green or a, uh, some sort of like emerald green. It was lime green in kind of like a braid. You really had to squint to see it, but it was that nugget. It was kind of reminiscent of when Adam Cole showed up and we didn't know where he was going to lie, but he had J's on, very similar to the Young Bucks. So bada boom, bada bang. Come on now. We saw that heel turn coming. But the match itself was really nice. Um, Hangman. Oh boy, this one. Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley in a Texas death match. And you knew from, from the get. Blood. It's a blood match. Okay. Blood, blood, blood. Bro, I ain't never winced so much in a match. 
because you knew it was going to be gruesome and you knew it was going to be crazy because the stuff prior to that had already been crazy. How you going to top it? Oh my God. When I tell you I had to turn away from certain spots, when they brought out bricks, they brought out forks, they brought out barbed wire that looked really fake. But still, the message was there. The spots that they did was like, Jesus Christ, how are they alive right now? And it culminated with a very rare spot of John Moxley essentially being hanged with a chain by Adam Page, which makes sense because he's hanging Adam Page. But immediately, Moxley tapped out. And they made a note the last time that Moxley tapped out was like 10 years ago. So this was a big thing. A really good finish, a really good death match. Spectacular. Warlow and Samoa Joe followed up that match. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. But now the crowd's tired. Now it's literally just a, a average match, right? Like, whatever. Then there was a four-way for the tag titles. The Guns versus the Acclaimed versus Triple J of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and then Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. I don't know how I didn't see this coming as far as the finish, but it made sense. Now, the Guns being tag champs was kind of weird. I kind of liked it because it was different, and we took a risk with it. I'm like, let's see how this goes. After this whole thing, I, I, I it's, you know what, the vision is there. They are just placeholders for the eventual return of FTR. So they're going to lose. The Guns mean it. They're going to drop the titles to FTR, as they should. Fine. The match itself, it was... It was cool. It was a comedy act because Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen and, you know, it's a spot fest of co comedy and whatever. The funniest part was when Satnam Singh went in the ring, Dan Housen was there. That size difference was gross. And Orange Cassidy came in with a punch. Bop. He got it. It was clean, too. Dan Housen came in with a nut punch, which I don't know how this became his thing, but I'm glad it's his thing. It's so fucking funny. And then... Daddy ass came in there with the worst looking famouser I've seen, but hey, whatever. I don't care. Um, the guns got the pin off of Danhausen. That's what I was alluding to as far as how come I didn't see this coming. Um, leading up to the post-match angle of FTR coming in, giving it to the guns with a shatter machine that looked really good, and setting up that feud. And then... It was time for the main event. Now, obviously, when it comes to an Iron Man match, everyone, including the audience, the viewers at home, you have to take a deep breath because it's guaranteed an hour, right? You really got to, like, set in for this, like, here we go. Because an Iron Man match is no joke. You can do a lot with it, but you can blow out easy. You can get tired easy. What are you going to do? with this match luckily the build was kind of good the build was it was nice for what it was this has got to be possibly one of the best iron man matches of all time possibly and i'm not even kidding the way that they paced this out the way that they played into brian danielson's strength MJF's insecurities, but you, as the match went on, you see actually how good MJF really is. 
Um, contrary to all this, like, whatever, what, like, people on the internet are saying or people what... MCF is actually really good. He's not Brian Danielson good, but he's really good on his own. Because Brian Danielson, and you, you can see it. Oh, throughout this whole match, Brian Danielson is the best professional wrestler in the world. For real. Punk, I love you. Phil Brooks, I love you. But Brian Danielson is that nigga. On me. Like, given how he was already goaded, pun intended, because of WWE, that whole gimmick, it was horrible. But given how he was already good, even before WWE, Ring of Honor, and then he got to WWE, really took off on that. I'll be at a B level, but that was Vince McMahon and his bullshit. But AEW, he retired with a neck injury. We thought that was the end of this amazing wrestler. And then he came back looking better than ever in the WWE yet again, became champion, which was great. Dropped it to Kofi, which is even greater. And he should have had one more, one more run with the Royal Rumble, but hey, it is what it is. Whatever. Um, He left on good terms, grateful terms, beautifully done. I love when people do that because it really shows their character. Went to AEW and literally took it to the next level. He dictated this match for most of it. But he told the story. He showed you how good he was. He showed you how good MJF was too by working with him, storytelling. Dog, this match was so well done. The fit, uh, the pinfalls or like the decided, or what's it? I'm sorry. The finishes, fuck it. The finishes in this match were perfect. Because it really comes down to the finishes. Like, how did they get to, like, the numbers that they're at? The first fall came off of Brian Danielson by surprise. He hit him with the running knee. Got the first fall. I'm like, damn, this was a normal match. Boom, new champion. And then I forgot how he won. Oh, he won again by a low blow by MJF, which we come, come to expect. Okay. Low blow, giving Danielson two to zip. After that low blow, MJF pinned Brian Danielson one time. No, 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 no. I stand corrected. You know why? Because he pinned him twice off of a low blow. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, but that was smart. That was so intelligent to do because it played into his character. And so it was 2-2. Two, two. The match keeps going, being dramatic, everybody bleeding. We get an outside table spot from a, 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 what was it, a top rope elbow drop to the outside through a table to Brian Danielson from MJF. He went back into the ring. He came back outside, gave him a running tombstone to the remnants of the remaining table. And I'm like, this nigga is dead. Like, that's it. And then, if it couldn't get worse, he gave him, I don't know if it was a, technically a middle rope or a top rope, but at least a second rope tombstone to Brian Danielson. And I'm like, 
bro, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Is the man okay? Obviously, he's okay. No exes got thrown up. He's okay. But just looking at it, because we know about Brian Danielson, right? Like, his neck is, could give out any second. But that man is protected by God. So, uh, another, I think it was a, what was it? I don't know if it was a tap out win by Brian Danielson that got it to 3-3. Three to three. But then, I, I forgot how MJF got. Either way. The final finishes were three to three. I'm like, you know damn well this is not gonna end in no draw. You know damn well, you gotta be a, a stupid motherfucker to think like they're gonna end this pay per view with a draw. This crowd was too lit that they were going to riot. Like I, I'm dead ass is like uh 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 you you gotta do something. So they called the audible. They played it off like Tony Schiavone was getting some instructions because at this point they've already announced it. This is gonna be a draw. They're having an oxygen tank for MJF because he's completely winded. Meanwhile, Brian Danielson is hopping around like, like he should have won, right? Tony Khan talks to Tony Schiavone, and you can kind of hear the conversation. He was like, no, this cannot end in a draw. I need you to go down there, talk to the announcer, and say this is now under sudden death rules. I'm like, absolutely. So he came down there, crowd lit. So now it's the sun death rule. Whoever gets the next fall wins. Oh boy. So they're going back and forth for a few minutes. Somehow MJF, th this back and forth is insane. Brian, here's a th dog. Cause I, we're thinking uh, MJF is going to retain this entire time. I don't know how he's going to do it, but whatever. But at this point, there's that magic in the air. What if they gave it to Danielson? I could see it. Because this man is killing it. I don't know how MJF is going to come out of this. MJF comes outside the ring. There's that oxygen tank that they brought into the ring to help him. But it somehow rolled outside. MJF got it. Clonked him on the head. Put him in the label lock. And hold on, before that, I'm sorry. Brian Danielson hit a clean knee, a, a running knee. He hit it so clean. And this was the most dramatic kick out I've ever seen. Because that should have been it. But it wasn't. He kicked out of that clean. I'm like, this is crazy. This is the best match I've ever seen. Now fast forwarding, sorry. He got the oxygen tank, clocked him in the head. Referee obviously didn't see it. Put him in the label lock. Brian Danielson looks like he's about to, like, he's willing the energy from the crowd. He's trying to tell them yes, yes, or whatever, which is a first in the company because they kind of tried to, like, have it low-key. Because I believe uh, the WWE has that trademark, maybe. But anyway, he's trying to will them. It looks like he's about to get out of it. And then he drops slowly to the floor. And he taps out. Which is extremely rare for Brian Danielson to do. So not only did you put on a motherfucking six-star match. But you made MJF look legitimate. Which I feel like was the overall premise. Or that was supposed to be the end goal 
Because we already know how good Brian, Dallas, Brian Danielson is. But how you going to make MJF look legitimate? I feel like that was legitimate. It was justified. He beat him with his own move, and he tapped out. Albeit, he cheated the fuck out of this match. But still, we that's his character. You can't fault him. He's going to do it. But a round of applause, because, man, this hour really didn't feel like an hour. It really felt like 45 minutes, even with the sudden death. But this had to be the best Iron Man match I have seen. And I'm going to end it right there because I've been talking a lot. It, it was a lot. I do apologize. Damn, they had the whole results of the Iron Man match right below me, and I didn't even see it. Kind of winded. I don't know how I'm gonna stream after this, but we gonna try. mean episode two because i don't think three is out yet no 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 you're right you're right you're right my fault my fault my fault episode three is out my fault Oh, I saw it. Yeah. And then uh, Sonic Productions.
had also replied and said, and God forbid this happens, but I laughed when I saw this. But it also makes sense if it happens. I just don't want it to happen because she's already on my shit list. If, if Jean dies by fire, it needs to be by cinder. He can't die without getting what he is owed. If we have to say bye to Jean, that has to be sacrificial. And God forbid, Nora or Ren dies in volume 10 since Thor is killed by poison. Fuck. So all of that hurts. Because I'm not ready to see Nora go at all. But Jean... Oh my god. Now, I also saw a lot of other comments saying that Fun fact, uh, this is by Virtue Slayer 233 uh, Fun fact, fire, when used on a character, is used in order to symbolize a character having a rebirth slash transformation into something new that is either good or evil. For example... Phoenix. Yeah, like a phoenix. A rebirth. Uh, for example, Anakin to Darth Vader, or the main characters of Persona 5 into their true self slash deep self. Now, I don't know too much about Persona... Uh, five or the Persona series. Uh, I know their music is fucking fire. Uh, I do want to get into the game at some point, but just haven't had it. But uh, for anyone who knows Star Wars, Anakin's transition to Darth Vader. Anakin was burned alive, literally. After Obi Wan took his legs, and arm, uh, and thus birthing Darth Vader. Now. Could this be a possibility that this will happen to Jean? Yes. I mean, he, the same color armor, there's a, a certain piece that Jean has on his chest that the knight also has that I noticed. And Jean is literally a, a knight. You know, his stance, the shield, the sword. There's no fucking way you can't tell me that that knight is Jean. And... With everything that's happened, him killing Penny and everything, uh, I feel like this transition makes the most sense. Him becoming something darker, something different. Um, so, yeah, this is this is something uh, a, little, a little crazy. Uh, I saw something else: Red Black Knight Seven. Had said a Ben ending for Jean would be either he gets killed by Cinder or gets torched in Wonderland. Uh, a ridiculous thought that came to me. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else because I don't know what happens. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, and then another person had said, I, I couldn't see their name because I screenshotted it, but uh, they said something I've always worried about. It becomes even more worrying when each of the members of Juniper are based off characters who die at some point in their story. Which hurts because this is true. The only exception is Ren's inspiration Mulan, who, depending on which version of her story you read, dies or lives. So knowing how Ruby is, uh, the show, they, uh, they tend to take away characters who we care about the most. Uh, and uh, they just like to crush our hopes, spirits, and everything above. So, there is a huge possibility that this could happen. We could lose John, either 
the end of volume 9 or in volume 10 along with Nora uh, yeah so that that's a lot to, to take in so I want to get your, your thoughts and uh, how you're processing this there's a lot <laughs> um, yeah it is I don't know I, t- I really try not to like be involved in any sort of spoiler not like spoilers but like any sort of like discussion information just because since we're caught up I kind of just want to just go in it and just basically raw dog it for lack of a better phrase or term but this um, is also something we've talked about. It's just better though, for me you know? that way. Especially when it came to Jean. I was um, saying, but this is something we already talked about, though. At least when it came to Jean. Yeah. yeah, I know. But as far as, like, what we think will happen to them, like, going that mm-hmm. far, um, I don't know. Like, I tend to stay away from it just because, like, I just I would rather just fuck around and find out and just see uh, versus having a speculation already and then it... I don't know. Like, for some reason, like, me, I'm put off by it, like, trying to speculate already. And it's just me. It's mm. just me. But John dying? Fuck. Like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I already know. Right when we see John, it's going to be something. It's just going to be like. Pain. It's going to be an oh, shit yeah. moment. You yeah, know what I'm sure. saying? And. Because, like, everyone's going through as far as, like, the main girls, root the poor baby, going through it the most. Everyone is trying their best. It's like a flip-flop of, like, characteristics or emotions or whatever. But Jean is... You said you didn't see episode three, right? I have not. I have to do a recording. So I'm going to try to remember of, like, what happened so that way I don't drop any... Spoiler information for you, but just given what happens with other people too, it's it's gonna be interesting. I'm very very nervous, and this is great. This is great how these episodes are like getting this emotion out of us because I know this is not everyone's cup of tea. Because a lot of people just want give me the fighting, give me the move. That's fine. Wait your turn. <laughs> we need character development. I need to be high str- strong on this shit. I, so, I, I, I feel you. So where like the final blow happens, I fucking die in my chair. <laughs> so I feel you. Like if you if you gonna hurt me, make it you good. Like hurt me. if you thought volume three was bad and volume eight was bad, no. Nah. Take it up a level, Rooster Teeth. Fuck it. Send me to the hospital. Not gonna work. It's just. Give me a slow burn. I want Jean to kind of like, if there's 10 chapters, I need him to show up at like chapter seven. Hell, maybe like glimpses of chapter six, but chapter seven and on, because I need this old shit moment to really hit. I need it to be like a base boost in my editing to be like, oh, fuck. And like, I do man as far as him dying i hope not call it audible rooster teeth come on call it audible like i i just got to really fuck with john like that's my guy now i don't need team juniper to slowly die like just come on bro because there was there was already a trend with the redheads and i'll be damned if nora dies through 
No, bro. No, bro. And if she dies, I'm sorry. Ren gotta go too. <laughs> I need but them to see, die together. See, that's so that's dramatic. What... But I'm like, if Nora dies by herself, when she finally has the time and trying to figure out who Nora is, don't let her, don't do her like that. Let her die with her love, bro. One final kiss, they disintegrated some shit and get a two for one special. <laughs> I don't care. I'm selfish like that. Don't care. Y'all can get mad at me if you want, but no, I need Renora to pass on together. But then poor Oscar. So. <laughs> this is a lot to take in. I, I know, and this is why I don't want to speculate because this is going to keep going and going and going and my head's going to hurt, my heart's going to hurt, I'm going to cry in my crying corner, I'm going to destroy another chair, making me have to get chair cooned, volume four, and I mean, I'm sorry, version four, whatever, incarnation number four, and I'm trying to have my wallet kind of be tight, so <laughs> just listen, this has IRL implications, I, I, all right? I feel you, so. I, I feel you. Oh, God. And it's just, it's already hard enough with Penny. It's already hard enough. I know she's she's gone. For real, for real. It's it's already hard having Ruby carry that on. Just, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. No, I, no. I think what would be really crazy with all that's going on with Ruby and how angry and sad and lost she is, that she fuck around and blames John for Penny's death. I wouldn't blame her, but damn. I feel like I need Weiss there a, then. Because Weiss can, can vouch. but at the same time, it's like, because I can already, I'm going to be honest. She got to listen be, to her, though. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be mad as fuck. Like, you can, I'm, I, I know you, you can already see I it. I know. It wasn't his no, fault! We all gonna be on edge. That's what I'm saying. When Jean just gets into the frame, the first scene, it's not even around the girls, but when Jean shows up, I'm like, oh shit, he's here. Oh my god. Dark, Jean Dark is here. But that scene where Jean and Ruby are like somewhat face to face, oh, I I'm about to start crying. I'm about to start crying, <laughs> When it happens. Not right now, but like, Cause, Cause, you know, cause you you, you feel it. You, you never know, bro. That's the crazy. That is the crazy fucking thing about it. But when it happens, mm -hmm. it happens, and, and it will happen. So, hopefully, it's nothing too crazy. Uh, I, I, I mean, but then again, it's fucking Ruby, so anything can happen. But yeah, I just thought. I mean, we're almost halfway there already. Let me remind me. Let's just. Unless this bleeds into volume 10. Which? Which, you know what? At this point, I could see it happening. It's a short volume. I wouldn't be surprised if, it, if this bled into volume 10. Well, look, we, we, we talked a whole bunch. You still have to stream if you're still streaming. I'll definitely tune in if you do. <laughs> oh. Um, this is a lot to take in. This is a lot to, 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 to think about. We talked about a lot. Um, we talked about wrestling. We talked about Dragon Ball. We talked about Ruby. Um, once again, this is this is this is this is life. This is where we are. <laughs> um, 
It's a pleasure always doing these episodes with you, bro. Uh, this this was this was a lot. A lot of theories were tossed around. No Austin. Um, a lot of things were talked about. A lot of things were said. A lot of things were brought to light. Um, you got anything else to say? Anything else to add before we close out? Man, no. This was a pleasure. <laughs> I, I can't wait for WrestleMania. I can't wait for Ruby. I can't wait for more AEW. Like, you know what? 2023, you, you got some good things going for you. You got some good things. You got some good things, baby girl. Yeah. You got some good things. Now, don't fuck it up now. Hey, knock on wood, okay? gang. We knocking on wood. Hey. Exactly. Hey. Knock on all the hey. wood. We knocking on wood, sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like Rondu said, appreciate y'all for listening to this. We did talk a lot. It's a lot That's to process. Nice. Uh, but we appreciate your company nonetheless and more to come you know I know what it is. it is if you guys want to follow and or subscribe to ghost the rebel you can follow him subscribe and go see him at you can follow me mainly on the Twitter space even though Loki I'm trying to get away from it because Twitter is literally a death zone but y'all that follow me I love Follow me at Ghost the Rebel, the same name that y'all have seen on the channel and everywhere else. Or you can follow me at glitchcrave.com where everything, everything. Is and a revamp is coming soon. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe a merch store. I don't know. We'll hey, see about that. Don't play around that because I got to give me some, some Ghost the Rebel merch. I mean, uh, if you're on the Patreon, you've already seen some prototypes in production right now. Hey, That's all I'm saying. Of- Patreons, your boy son Rondu has his very own Patreon. It's up and running right now. Got a couple posts running, uh, and yeah, got a lot of work coming through for the Patreon and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Absolutely. That's all I'm gonna say about that. If you guys want to follow me, you guys can follow me on Twitter. At Rondu TV. Uh, subscribe to me on YouTube at Sun Rondu, S O N N R O N D U E. You can also follow me at Rondu TV on Twitch. And that is that. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, wow, can't speak. We appreciate you guys for listening. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys for watching because this is live. By live, I mean this is a recorded episode. Uh, <laughs> so, peace out, you guys. We love you. We will definitely see you guys soon for another one. And that's that. Peace. Peace.